You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Go, go, go. White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago is proud of you. This is White Sox Weekly, the Chicago baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Welcome in, fans of the Pale Hose. This is White Sox Weekly, a show for White Sox fans. We are with you until 5 o'clock talking about the uh, Southside team, which is poised to announce the Bryce Harper signing at any moment. We are ready. We have covered the park. We have reporters around Rick Hahn's house. We have reporters around Kenny Williams' estate. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is covered right now, I believe, by uh, every member of the Rokon show that is not Rokon. And as soon as the Bryce Harper to the White Sox news becomes official, we'll have it for you. I am uh, Harry. Uh, right now, we have to uh, welcome in a budding young superstar. Mark Carmen has the uh, day off. He's in Florida. His uh, fiancée wanted to get a tan, so they're in Florida. And with me is the one and only Joe Brand. Joe, thanks for being a part of White Sox Weekly today. Hey, thank you. And thanks to uh, Carm's fiancée, apparently, for wanting to get a tan then. Oh, yeah. And she looks great already. Yeah. They're one of those couples where they go, oh, he must have money. (laughs) No, it's his dad, actually. Uh, So Joe Brand spent the week hanging out with all the baseball luminaries in Vegas. And the other big thing that happened this week besides the winter meetings were were the uh, announcements that uh, Harold Baines and uh, Lee Smith will be going into the Hall of Fame. Harold Baines will be with us before we sign off at 5 o'clock today. Joe, what was the buzz like in Vegas when the Herald Herald announcement came? Uh, it, it was pretty cool. Um, I was actually right outside the MLB Network stage where they announced everything, but I was watching it on TV. It's kind of like when you sit at a game and you just watch it on your phone still. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was somewhat like that. Um, I mean, look, there's no going anywhere around it. There there were mixed reviews for Harold Baines getting this accomplishment, but. When you look at what type of player he was, when you look at the numbers, and when you look at the types of esteems that Jerry Reinsdorf and Tony Larusa have given to the guy, how can you not address all the accolades he's had throughout his career and say that they're Hall of Fame caliber? Uh, it was just—I think the coolest thing was how it was both sides of the town too, with with Baines and Lee Smith coming from north and south side. Talked to Peter Gammons. He had so many cool things to say about Harold Baines. We'll play that later on, too. Uh, and he just thought it was a pretty cool aspect that both sides of Chicago were represented that day as well. Yeah, and, and considering that Sox fans in general hate the Cubs, and, and likewise uh, for the Northsiders, I think you got two guys there that were pretty much well-respected uh, by everybody in town. I mean, how can you not love Harold? How can you not love Lee Smith? And uh, Harold Baines will be with us. So we ask you guys, uh, 312-981-7200, White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio, your flagship home for White Sox baseball. We ask you guys for a couple of things today. Your favorite Harold Baines memory, and how will you celebrate Bryce Harper coming to the White Sox? Because the Bryce man cometh. How can you? That's like asking somebody, what would you do if you won the lottery? Well, I know what I would do. I would sign Bryce Harper. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. That's kind of in and in. 
uh, I don't know what. How how crazy would the city go if that if that were to happen? Well, half the city, you half know, the city would 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 not you know care. Half the city, you know, there's Cubs fans that think that Bryce Harper's coming to the Cubs. I believe. He's between the Cubs and the Sun. That's what you believe right now? Yeah. And Scott Boris, who's his agent, his mantra, his M.O., as we say, you know, when I hang out at the police station, his modus operandi, as you know, Joe, is it's not about the best um, situation for a World Series ring. It's not about the best uh, chance at his uh, client and their family having, you know, a great life with the kids. Uh, of course, they would in Chicago. But, I mean, he, his guys take the bread. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that, right. but I believe that Scott Boris and Bryce Harper are between the Sox and the Cubs. I keep being told by important people that he's coming to the White Sox, which sounds kind of crazy because the Sox did lose 100 games last year, and Harper could go anywhere he wants, basically, but I keep being told that he's coming here. Well, the main thing that Rick Hahn and Rick Renneria were trying to address this past week was all these conversations that they're having with free agents— the free agents understand where the future is with the White Sox organization, and that is being sold right now. Apparently, hardly any of the conversation is about what happened in the past. Obviously, rebuilds are sexy right now, so they're selling. And apparently, they didn't specify by name, but apparently guys like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are believing in the future of the White Sox. And speaking of Manny Machado, his brother-in-law moves from the Cleveland Indians, interdivisional trade. We don't see these a lot. By the way, for you young gamblers out there, in the NFL, anytime an interdivisional home team is getting points, you must jump on it. Right, Joe? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. I, I just came back from Vegas, so now I'm, I'm a whiz with all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay, well, you were a whiz to start with. Uh, but Yonder Alonso comes to the White Sox. Yonder Alonso is a first baseman and a DH... And he thumps the ball, man. He hits long home runs. He is an established player. So not only are you making the team better, but you are kind of sending a message. Don't you think, Joe? How do you see the Yonder Alonso trade? I, I do see it as a big recruiting pitch. Uh, Rick Hahn was just apparently on uh, record with Mark Gonzalez of the Chicago Tribune saying this is a baseball move. But I, I think there is some stability in that your team gets better when you acquire yonder alonzo despite already having jose abreu in the mix right and and daniel polka who you gotta love uh, daniel polka i thought would get a lot of dh time this season but with yonder alonzo and abreu it kind of seems like one of them will be at first and one of them will be dh which means you'll have polka in a crowded outfield because we got some studs about ready to come up yeah a lot of people are, are worried about that whole trio of mix but yeah polka's an outfielder he didn't play one game over at first base no. last year no. so you put Polk in the outfield, and again, you see what happens with these free agent signings. Maybe you have a more difficult but a better problem to worry about later on. Right, and and the two positions that you really need have not yet been addressed. That well, is third, third base right. and catcher. Now, there are guys in the minors that could amount to being studs. Well, they did they did pick up James McCann for a one-year deal, but that that's someone to go underneath okay. Wellington Castillo. Right. And the other thing was— Yeah, by the way, I, I do not want that job. <laughs> Backup catcher? No, going underneath Wellington Castillo. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, you're more of a top guy? Yeah, well, yeah, I would say so, All you right. know, uh, especially if it's uh, Beef Wellington. <laughs> uh, but Rick Hahn did mention in the winter meetings how catcher needed to be addressed. He said, obviously, there's not too many catchers available that could go above Castillo, so get somebody to add to the depth and below him. And you can kind of give a few more years to groom guys like Zebi Zavala and Zach Collins. 
Yeah, Zavala is really interesting to me. I, you know, I, Zach Collins is, you know, could be could be the stud, but Zavala is really interesting to me. And then you got the whole uh, situation at third base, and you know, when is your Jake Berger going to be ready? Right. I, I think that the White Sox, though, for a team that lost a hundred games, the light is shining. The light is shining on the south side. It might not be as far away as people think, but good things are about to happen for the White Sox, especially if they sign thirty-four. Uh, Bryce Harper, who I'm being told is coming to the White Sox. Peter Gammons sat down with our Joe Brand. Joe is in for at the Carm today. You can find Joe on Twitter at Joe underscore Brand One. I'm Hey Tweet Harry. You're listening to White Sox Weekly. Right back with Joe's visit with a Peter Gammons. Sox fans, you're Harold Baines' memory. Harold's going to join us before we get out of here at 5 and take you into the beat. This is Joe and Harry. This is White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio 720. This is White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio 720. Joe Brandon for Mark Kerman. White Sox fans, SoxFest 2019 hotel packages are now available. This is the only way to receive passes for a weekend of White Sox baseball that you do not want to miss. We hope to see you at the Hilton Chicago on January 25th through January 27th. Hotel packages are available now. WhiteSox.com slash SoxFest. Visit the White Sox pop-up shop at Orland Square Mall now through January 15th, conveniently located next to the Apple Store. Fans can shop stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays and off-season. For more information and promotion schedule, follow the at White Sox store on Instagram. Chuck Garfine after the uh, 4.30 news with Bob Kessler, and then we'll visit with the great Harold Baines on his way to the Hall of Fame. But before we get to that, Joe Brand, just back from Vegas, he had a sit-down with Peter Gammons. Why don't you set this up for us, Joe? Yeah, so right before the the newest Hall of Fame inductees were to be announced, I was trying to scout down somebody who I could talk to if Baines or Smith would be in. And there were so many Chicago connections there, let alone on that ballot. There was Lou Pinella, uh, a few other names. But one of the first people I saw was Tony La Russa. And I start walking with him, and I'm like, hey, Tony, I, I won't hound you. But listen, once... The new inductees are named. Where are you going to be? I just want to get a, a few words from you. He goes, I will be unavailable. I was part of the selection committee. Oh. But but I said, okay, you're right. I forgot about that. He goes, I'm sorry. I said, don't worry about it. Hall of Famer Tony LaRusso, that is just fine. You go on your merry old way. And uh, No, you could not have been more cordial. I've actually seen him a few times uh, when he's popped by Kane County when he was the Diamondbacks uh, had Hancho there, so he's he's always been nothing but great to to talk to fans or anything like that. So they announced the uh, the new inductees, and of course Harold Baines-Lee Smith, uh, Harold Reynolds was at MLB Network, Dan Plesac. So I was you know the looking great up, Danny right, Plesac. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were good friends with him. So I'm looking I'm looking up the stats uh, against each other, you know, seeing maybe I could ask them about that. And they're you know either talking on the air or they're about to get water. And then finally I see. The prestigious Peter Gammons just sitting there, just sitting there, beautiful suit, but still some black new balances yeah. in, all, in all his glory. And I go, Peter, hey, how's it going? Listen, I know you're about to go right back on, but I'm with WGN with a flagship of the White Sox. Would you please be able to just talk a little bit about Harold Baines? And uh, this is what he said. How, how much would you say consistency in his numbers played into now his role in the Hall of Fame? I, I think that consistency, his personality of being consistent. I mean, he was like a guy that never got off the, 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 the track. And I think that has, I mean, it, it's not the reason 
that he's in the Hall of Fame, but it enabled him to take an 0 for 4 and come back to the next day and try it again. And I think that's really important. Uh, I will say, I mean, will say, I don't even remember who, uh, who said it because I remember writing it for Sports Illustrated, but, you know, when he started playing with the White Sox, there was this, that expression that there's nothing lonelier than being a, a South Sider and it's the city of North Siders. And he was that guy people loved. I remember 2005 World Series. I got the chance to just walk up and Ozzie Guillen introduced me to Barack Obama. And I asked, well, who's your favorite player growing up? Oh, he said, Harold Baines. <laughs> and I've never forgotten that because it is so important that someone, obviously a, a person of, of tremendous note, who grew up on the South Side, to me that says so much. What about Lee Smith? Uh, what kind of role did he play for the closer's role in baseball? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, we, we used a thing on our show of um, the top five pitchers, relievers, saves of four outs or more. And it was um, Raleigh Fingers, Gossage, Suter, Lee Smith. So you can't comp what relievers today do because those guys were pitching in the in the leverage. Now we have eighth inning specialists. Those guys were eighth and ninth inning specialists. And it was totally different. He, he, he led the league and saved for five different teams. He, as I say, he was had all those to save. I mean, uh, he was hurt. Um, he got hit by a line drive the year that he gave up the home run to uh, Garvey. And he couldn't throw a slider for the last month of the season. And unfortunately, people remember that. It was really his own. He pitched an inning for the Red Sox once, but that... It was against Oakland. It was a meaningless game and, and so forth. But um, too many people remembered the home money gave up, which is really unfair. I mean, we're just talking about this, this special that they did on Eckersley, which is great. And I, Eckersley is one of my favorite players and people I've ever known. But Dennis Eckersley gave up the Gibson home run. He gave up the Alomar home run when the... When the A's were going to win the world, uh, win the pennant and get into the World Series in '92, and Alomar hit the home run, um, and and yet it didn't hang Eck. I think it hung Lee Smith. I mean, and there were weird times in his career. He went to Boston. People were excited. Opening day, which can happen on any opening day when it's 34 degrees in Boston. Um, he gave a home run to Alan Trammell in the 10th inning. It was, he never was accepted in Boston after that. It just, you know, he, he, I think I was stunned that he had to go to this committee. I mean, it's stunning that he didn't make the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I'm so happy for Trevor Hoffman. I'm very, you know, obviously Mariano Rivera will get in this year, but, um, this is the right. Lee Smith belongs in the Hall of Fame. I think it's kind of cool that we have the two sides of Chicago. And because uh, um, I can remember 77 doing a story for Sports Illustrated, riding, going to a Cubs game in the afternoon, riding the train down to do a White Sox game at night. So uh, I don't know. I, I probably saw both of them play that day. I wish I had the scorecard. <laughs>
That was Peter Gammons visiting with our own Joe Brand in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, Chuck Garfine's been doing awesome work from the winter meetings, and we will visit with Chuck on the other end of the Bob Kessler newscast. The White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. The package includes a Southpaw onesie and a hat, a White Sox bib, and a customized White Sox birth certificate. Purchase yours at whitesox.com slash newborn. We should get Kevin Powell one of those White Sox bibs. Pick 10 plans are on sale now. Get ready for the 2019 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents, your schedule. Starting at just $129, visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan today. Chuck Garfine coming up in less than 10 minutes. Joe Brand and I'm Harry. This is White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio 720. Swung out and blasted. Deep right center. Away, back and gone. Well, 98 just left the building at about 158. And it's a 4-0 Indians lead. Yonder Alonso hits just the second home run of the year off Vasquez. That was the one and only Tom Hamilton, Joe Brand's buddy. And (laughs) that was a Yonder Alonso homer hit in the American League Central. He'll be doing that a lot more this year, but for a different team. It'll be the Chicago White Sox. Joe Brand is here for Mark Carmen at the Carmen's in Miami, dealing with pressure to get the ring already for his beautiful girlfriend, Chelsea, and an expert on all things love and baseball who's been doing a great job at Vegas all week himself from NBC Sports Chicago, the one, the only, at Chuck Garfine. Chuck, thanks for giving us a little time today on White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio. It's great to be with you guys. Uh, Thank you for uh, inviting me onto your show. It's uh, much appreciated. Okay. Now, how is it? Believe me, it's it's our treat. It's our pleasure. Thank you for gracing us with a little of the uh, Garfinality that you bring to the table every time we (laughs) chat. Uh, How is Vegas during winter meetings week? That's a good question. It is, um, I don't want to say it. It's basically the same thing as every winter meetings, except that when you're done with your work, which is usually around 10 p.m., you might be able to play some blackjack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's really only difference. I mean, you do walk through the casino and you see people having a good time, but you then have to go to the convention center side of the casino because you have work to do. So really... You know, there's this image maybe back here in Chicago that everyone there is just at the tables and, you know, at the sports book and making bets and not even working. But it's almost like it's there. It's almost a distraction, and you just have to, like, pretend like it doesn't exist because it, it's you're chasing uh, baseball trades and free agents, not blackjacks and, you know, uh, splitting aces. I would, I would never split aces, though. So, anyway. That was my analogy, not a good one. But anyway, I, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it sounds like it's a glamorous place to have a winter meetings, but the short answer is it doesn't matter where it is, Indianapolis, Texas, Las Vegas, it's all, all, almost always the same thing. It's just a little easier to kill some time in Vegas when you're waiting in between managers or, or general managers yeah, to speak. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I was waiting, yeah, I, I, I had about 10 minutes to wait to hear from Rick Hahn, so we went to the craps table and I lost about 50 bucks. Is that what you guys want to hear? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Craps okay. table. Craps table is the place to lose money, though. If you'd said roulette, yes. respect out the window. Craps, I like you even more, even if you lose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Chuck, I mean, 
when I was out there, I just felt like everything that Rick Hahn or Rick Renneria had to say was sunshine and rainbows. I mean, there was just nothing but full optimism on the Sox push for any free agent that they were going after. I, I mean, it's 100% a push for this. I mean, there's there's no regrets for these guys right now, right? Well, I mean, you're talking about when they're pursuit for some big-time players. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, correct. Well, I mean, Rick Hahn was dodging and weaving, has been. hasn't really wanted to come out and say, yeah, we're going for Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. Um, they're, you know, from what I gather, they are looking to sign one of these guys. Uh, are they going to be able to pull it off? I don't know. I still consider it a long shot that it's going to happen. Um, but they're trying. And, I, I mean, I don't want to, like, damper the mood of White Sox fans, but the reality is it's a two-way street. I mean, you can do, you can be the highest bidder and use that, and that'll help. And I don't know if they're going to be the highest bidder. But, you know, they, they have to put forth the effort to sign the player, and it looks like the Sox are doing everything they can to make it happen. But then the player has to want to come and play here. Um, you know, I, from where I sit, I still feel like Manny Machado is going to end up in New York and be a Yankee. Bryce Harper, you know, the Dodgers and Phillies are in there as well. I hope I'm pleasantly surprised in that one of these two ends up signing with the White Sox, but I think, you know, Han and Kenny Williams, you know, and you want to include Jim Tomey in there and Jerry Reinsdorf, I mean, they're doing all that they can, but at the end of the day, they have to persuade them to sign here, and money is going to be 99% of it, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but I, I just think, I don't I wouldn't say it's, I think there's guarded optimism by the White Sox. It's going to happen, but the reality is, is that you don't know how it's all going to shake out when all is said and done. The familiar voice is that, of course, of NBC Sports' Chuck Garfine, who during the year is everything White Sox. He and uh, Bill Melton give us a fun pre- and post-game, although uh, Melty sometimes gets jealous that Chuck gets the prestigious gigs. Uh, Chuck... <laughs> I think the nature of Scott Boris is that he gives his clients the biggest paycheck. You know, it's not always about this is where you can win a ring. This is where your wife and kids would love to grow up. Isn't that, doesn't that favor the White Sox right now? Um, you know, I, I, my, my concern with Boris is that, and I think if I'm the White Sox, I would be like, you know, now, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't have the greatest relationship with Boris. I think because uh, Jerry's kind of a straight shooter, and Boris likes to play teams off each other. And I don't think the White Sox would want to be, you know, used as a pawn in Bryce Harper's quest or Boris's quest to get him into a, another market. I don't know what's going on here, but. You know, you're trying to read the tea leaves and what's really going on, and I, I don't know what's really going on, but, you know, I just, when Boris is involved, it's not as simple as, oh, Bryce Harper is going to play here or wants to play here, it's going to happen. I'm sure there's a ton of gamesmanship going on uh, between Boris and these teams. So I, it's, and I think what's happening is, you know how I think all of our, our emotions or White Sox fans' emotions trying to figure out what's going on. You notice how, like, Bryce Harper went from being definitely not a favorite to go to the White Sox to the front runner to go to the White Sox in one day. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's some of the stuff that's going on. It, that just doesn't happen uh, accidentally. Uh, that is 
someone saying something from probably, you know, an agent or something like that to a reporter. And there's just a lot of stuff that we have to try and filter through. I wish we could just get to the date. I wish there was like a date. Okay, on December 28th, all these guys are going to be signed, and we can just wait till then, or if there was a deadline, because I feel like we're all being sucked into the emotions of, oh, we're going to get them, or oh, we're not going to get them, oh, we're going to get them, we're not going to get them. And it's kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's tough to kind of keep it's- your sanity at this point, and it's going to continue for a while. I, I was I was led to believe that something might happen next week, and that could happen, but then I hear people saying, oh, this can go into Jan- uh, January or February. I don't know if I can take it. It's arguably the most exciting part of 2018 for Sox fans. The, op- the, the possibility that the Sox get them. I think there's a, that and uh, Eloy Jimenez. I think that's probably the two things that people are most excited about. Right. Well, obviously, Bryce Harper is still a question. Manny Machado is still a question. What isn't anymore, the White Sox uh, confirmed it this morning, was that Yonder Alonso is coming over in a trade. So, Chuck, there's a lot of controversy, not controversy, but questioning, I guess, between if the White Sox 2019 roster can hold a Jose Abreu, Yonder Alonso, and Daniel Polka all on a starting 25. I, I see it being able to be plausible. Do you? Uh, it is plausible. Um, I, I, it's, it's also December, so you don't really know how things are going to shake out right. the rest of the way. Um, I was like many Sox fans, wanting to know like how is this going to work. We do want, we do know when, when the, the trade got you know leaked out yesterday, and after you know hearing Rick Hahn today, I mean he, he believes or he not believes he says that there, that Abreu and Alonzo are going to split time at DH and first base, and it will depend on Rick Renteria how he wants to divvy that time up. And then there is obviously the Daniel Palka situation. Palka does not want to be a DH. I mean, he'd like to play in the field. He'd like to be a, a right fielder, left fielder, and he's working on it. And, you know, so maybe he shows up at spring training, and, boy, he's really impressed them in his uh, turnaround as an outfielder. And if that's the case, maybe he can play, say, left field. He was playing right field. He, maybe he can be their right fielder if they don't get, say, Bryce Harper. And you put Eloy in left. Um, you know, or you know, maybe Daniel Palka is a really good bench guy, a great fourth outfielder who you can come off, have come off the bench. I mean, when I think of a championship team, a guy, if you can, if a, a, a real good team could have Daniel Palka coming off the bench in the late innings as a pinch hitter. That's a real good weapon you'd have. And a guy who obviously could spell the DH or the right field or left field from time to time. Um, and I bet if you ask him, he wants to be more than that. He wants to be a guy who plays 150 games. But, um, you know, on a really good team, if you have a guy like Polka doing that, that's, you know, that, that's a sign to me of a good team. So I don't know how this is all going to shake out. Um, it's still early. But I think the Sox saw an opportunity to get a left-handed bat uh, a guy who plays good defense at first base, you get him for one or two years, you take him away from an Indians team that seems to be getting, from where I sit, weaker. Um, I like the trade. They didn't give up too much. Now, Alex Call could end up being something that, uh, you know, bigger than uh, what people are expecting. But, I mean, he's got a good floor. I like Alex Call. But the Sox have so many outfielders in their minor league system in kind of the same area that they have to start making some moves uh, otherwise, uh, there's going to be nowhere for these guys to play. So it was a good trade for the White Sox, and we'll see how this Palka, Abreu, Alonzo thing shapes up, not only here in the offseason, but as the season begins. 
Yeah, that was a pretty good point. I didn't think about Polka's uh, fourth outfielder plus a left-handed bat. That could always help out later in ball games. Uh, you mentioned, though, Daniel Polka doesn't want to be a DH. Neither does Jose Abreu. And the catch-22 of it all is Yonder Alonso is a better defender over at first. So, I mean, I don't want to call it a slap in the face, but is is this anything damaging to Abreu? I know they said they shared texts, but, I mean, is that something that he could be a, li- a little upset about, may- maybe taking away some starts at first? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't speak for him. He is a team guy, and I think he sees the writing on the wall with where this team wants to go and that he is a going to be a free agent at the end of this season. And, you know, there's, uh, there's he, you know, he has improved defensively, um, but he'll want to make it work with him. I mean, if I'm, I can't speak for him, but, I mean, they're friends. They're both, you know, from Cuba. Uh, I like that element to it. Um, although Alonzo, was, he, his family defected when he was like nine years old, so he spent most of his life uh, in the United States. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, I think it'll be good for him at his age to get off his feet. I mean, a lot, uh, Abreu, as the season goes on, I mean, he takes some physical, takes a physical toll on him, and right. I think it'll be good for him numbers-wise, actually, to be able to, you know, maybe DH half the time. I know he wants to play first base, but as you get older, you, you know, first base gets tougher and tougher for you to play. It's a long season. So I think it'll be good for Alonzo and Abreu uh, splitting this job here in 2019. Yeah, by the way, Joe, you know, Chuck and I are both from the same part of Cuba. We're both from the Jewish part, Havala, Cuba. <laughs> yeah, but you defected when you were eight. I did. We came over on a uh, yacht. Uh, Chuck, I, I believe in the promised land. I think Bryce Harper, the Bryce man cometh to the south side. So that is my prediction. I did make the prediction that Bryce Harper is coming to the White Sox, uh, mainly because I don't want to not predict him coming here, and then if they do sign him, I'm going to feel like an idiot for right, not predicting Right, because you're the guy. So you're that was my guy. thought process with it. I'm, and I was also partly like just dreaming about the possibilities of it. And I credit the White Sox for going, going for this. You know, and they're doing all that they can to make it happen. Um, it's it's going to take convincing. I mean, the Sox haven't won. They haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. They are coming off a 62-win season. Boris did say at the winter meetings that, you know, he and Bryce aren't looking at, oh, what happened last season. I mean, you gotta, if you're going to sign, say, a 10-year contract, you can't just be like, well, you only won 62 games or 65 games last season, so this is who you are. They're taking a deep dive into every team's minor league system. Um, you know, and I know his wife likes Chicago. That might have, you know, some bearing on it as well. Uh, but I just know that as hard as the White Sox are trying, these other teams are trying just as hard. So uh, I'm very curious to see how this all shakes out. All right, Chuck, you did a great interview with Harold. We have Harold coming up, so we bid you adieu. Thank you for giving us some time on a Saturday, Chuck. You're awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, say hi to Harold for me. I will. I will. We will. Harold. Harold. He is at Chuck Garfine on Twitter. You can find him on the David Kaplan Network for every day you watch. Chuck, wait, wait, wait. It's yes. the David Kaplan Network? Really? I, did I miss something? I, you didn't get that memo? No, I didn't get that memo. It starts to say KAP in the corner of the screen now. That's what the graphic now reads.
Well, it's great to be on Harry Tynowitz Radio here on a Saturday, so thank you. Please. Do you know how many guys would have to, like, be in the same car crash for me to be, you know, like, uh, part of, the part, part of uh, you know, like, a regular White Sox broadcast? We have to get, like, a bus, put everybody on the bus, and then maybe, just maybe I'm there. But, Chuck, always uh, a pleasure. This is a good time for me to get off. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I, I'm going to pass on the obvious joke. I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us Thanks, today, Chuck. Chuck. All right. Bye, guys. All right, Chuck Garfine and Joe and I were just talking about Yonder Alonso coming to the Sox. So here is our web poll question on White Sox Weekly, sponsored by C.J. Wilson Mazda and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Who will have better numbers this year, Yonder Alonso or Jose Abreu? You can uh, zip whip us, text us, 981-7200, Alonso or Abreu. Ever dream of being a White Sox player? Now's your chance. Attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th through the 19th. And be treated like a pro. For camp info, call 623-302-5002 or sign up via WhiteSox.com. Right back with Harold Baines, headed to the Hall of Fame on White Sox Weekly, WGN Radio. White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio. Harold Baines will join us just after the top of the hour as we start the beat. Remember the beat from 5 to 7. We got a couple of fine, fine uh, visitors on the beat today. Wayne Larravee, the one-time voice of the Chicago Bears before he defected to Cheeseland. Wayne will join us at 545. And then Steve Conroy, your your former Blackhawk blue liner and now a part of every Blackhawk broadcast, number 5, joins us at 6.05. Joe Brand is in for Carm. Uh, Carm is playing in a tennis tournament in Miami because he needed a tournament where everybody else in the uh, contest was at least 70. So Joe Brand, nice enough to come in here. You can hear Joe Brand calling UIC Flames basketball, King County Cougars baseball. You can also hear him ordering pizza from time to time. He's really loud when he orders pizza. That's true. It's, it's true. I don't know why. He Italian brought... sausage, green peppers, and mushrooms. Uh, last night, we did a Blackhawk watch party, and um, when Gene Honda can't do them, I get to do them. And we were out at uh, the Beacon Tap in Des Plaines, and I had myself some delicious fried chicken and waffles. And people around me are like, what are you eating, Mr. Fried Chicken and Waffles? Like, that's been a thing for such a long time now, Joe. Back me up on this. Fried chicken and waffles, delicious, right? I agree, but we talked about this before. This is a brunch item. You were eating this in the evening? Yeah, Joe, let's not put, you know, come on. This is 2018. That's true. Got to be more forward thinking and more more inclusive, I guess. Right, right. We no longer, you know, have these like, um, uh, you know, gender specific thoughts. We no longer have time specific thoughts. Fried chicken and waffles available 24 hours a day. What's the Stephen Wright joke? I, I went to a coffee shop. The sign said breakfast anytime, so I ordered French toast during the Renaissance. <laughs> Fried chicken and waffles are so good, and they're so good for you. Uh, but you can just get a little maple syrup going, and yeah, it's a because I mean, you know at night sometimes you know like when you don't feel like a double cheeseburger. You know, or you don't feel like waiting on a pizza. Fried chicken and waffles, a delectable treat. You know, when I was a kid, and this Mm -hmm. is probably saying a lot about my diet when I was younger, but I would get chicken McNuggets Mm -hmm. from McDonald's, and I would dip them in honey. Not honey mustard, honey. Well, honey's much better than honey mustard. Yeah, but I guess it's essentially the same thing, right? You got your chicken, the salty, the savory, yeah, and then the sweetness of the honey, like the syrup, like the fried chicken and waffles. I I much more prefer sweetness to uh, salty. Why not both? Yeah. Eh, salt, salt, like I have to have, you know, like it's a, uh, 
it's like um you know if if my uh, trick leg starts acting up i got to have cashews <laughs> but uh no sweets that that's the way to go i'll tell you yesterday bill left did the um annual holiday play here at wgn radio and everybody participated it was great of course it was left wrote it um but they had uh, so much food here it's like seven stations we're going to do the show some of it's still left over some of it is the do right donuts and i was disappointed no photos of dudley do right anywhere but like I sweets, I, you know donuts. So you tell me donuts are just breakfast food? Sometimes. No, no donuts are a nighttime food. You goofball. Um, uh, this week on Chicago's Best, it's the best of the best, from tacos to burgers to the most drool worthy. Tune in to see and and uh, find out who won Chicago's Best of 2018 Sunday night at 10 on WGN TV. We are going to uh, visit with Bob Kessler on the uh, news. He's going to tell us what's going on. And then we'll come back with Harold Baines. And as promised, uh, a lot of Bears-Packers talk. You guys, the Bears can clinch the division tomorrow. How cool is that? And they can clinch it in the face of the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have won every game in Chicago playing uh, as a road team here. They've, they've, they've beaten the Bears in Champaign. They've beaten the Bears at Soldier Field. I believe it's going back now 172 years. The <laughs> Packers have not lost a game in Chicago. That changes tomorrow. Well, and you think about all the, the treacherous Packer wins over the Bears that have been so incriminating on the demise of what the Bears have done. The uh, 2014, when they eliminate the Bears from the playoff contention. Uh, 20, 2010, the NFC Championship. Yeah, that was bad. Well, that was the last time the Bears won the division. They should Right. It's been eight years. They should have let people know that uh, Cutler could not come back in the game and, and people would not have uh, been after Jay that much. Uh, you guys, uh, don't go anywhere because Harold Baines will lead off the beat and then lots of Bears-Packers talk. This is WGN Radio 720.